I'm Aunt Kelly Anakin. And I'm Molly of No One Sanchez. We're here to take birth control and talk about The Handmaid's Tale. And we're all out of birth control. Thanks, Trump. This is read all over your Handy Handmaid's Tale recap. Blessed be the fruit. Hey, we're back again. We're back again. Who could have predicted (laughs) we would still be trapped inside at this late date? (laughs) Yeah, I know. I I had all these plans and uh, nope. Just different. Yeah. But that's okay. Yeah. Wow. I mean, this is a real, it's been a real exercise in, uh, you know, just going with the flow, uh, yeah. especially yeah. since that flow means to stay in your house. <laughs> yeah. Pretty, pretty limited flow. <laughs> the flow, it doesn't go very far. It's like a yo-yo, basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. How are you? I miss you. I yeah. I know we always make the joke that like we only talk for content, but that's actually kind of been true lately. Yeah, I mean, I also I, I feel like for me a lot of energy gets expended because I'm working from home, and it's like I'm on video calls constantly. Yeah, and then it's like keeping up with like my like family and stuff. It's just like I feel like I don't have a ton of brain cells left over for like friendship. That's fair. Totally. Fine. Um, yeah, but you know, I mean, listen. Um, we don't need to wait for a podcast to get together. You just let me know. You just let <laughs> I, me know. Okay. Because you've been you've been much busier than me. Um, mm. my life updates are very limited. Like I am just continuing to work at my job, <laughs> and I'm baking and cooking a lot of things. If you follow me Ooh. on Instagram, you can see that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, really, the only even remotely exciting thing I feel like is happening is I'll have four years sober on August the 18th. Um, yes, queen. So I'm kind of just just riding that slide, uh, planning to not drink before then. <laughs> good, good, good. So I've been facing our horrible new dystopian reality, uh, stone cold sober. Wow. Um, I mean, Can't it really. has its benefits. Like... <laughs> I don't know. It's like, well, I certainly know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, you're you're present whether you want to be or not. <laughs> for better or for worse, I am aware. <laughs> well, it's, I mean, that's some. I'm happy about your sobriety anniversary. I'm also happy about it. Don't get me wrong. I'm I'm being I'm being silly. I'm just being a little silly. Just being a little silly. Uh, what about you? What's going on with you? Oh boy. Okay. Um. Yeah. Wow. What a time since we last recorded. Uh. So as you can tell, y'all can tell by the intro, I'm a singleman now. Uh. So that was huge. You know what? Ten out of ten. I actually don't know how I fall on this. If I would recommend or wouldn't recommend breaking up with your long term partner during core, but it's honestly worked fine for me. <laughs> I mean, you know, it doesn't really matter because it happened. Like, yeah, that's true. You know, doesn't matter if you recommend it or not. True. So uh, if you're going through that right now, I have an enormous amount of empathy for you because it is not easy. Uh, that's It wasn't easy at all. Um, and it sort of that prompted me to leave San Francisco. Uh, but the glow up happened because I moved to L.A. like I'd been talking about. I got a one bedroom apartment all to myself, babies. I'm currently sitting in my walk in closet recording this right now. And oh, I'm just living. Damn. 
yeah. All things considered, I'm living a pretty good life. So that's ginormous changes. What I can see of your closet <laughs> is stunning. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's like Carrie Bradshaw's closet if Carrie Bradshaw only shopped at Old Navy. <laughs> I mean, look, that woman was in so much debt. She yeah. probably should have shopped at Old Navy. Oh, my God. That stresses me out anytime they talk about that on the show. And they don't talk about it as much as they should talk about it. I feel like, okay, I literally had this thought this morning apropos of nothing but i was just thinking about like when gen z or like whatever the next gen is like watches sex in the city i feel like so much has changed culturally around like attitudes about sex and even attitudes about fashion i'm like are gen z watching this show if they're watching this show and like does it feel like a jane austen novel to them because it's like i'm like they're they're so you know there is that like heightened language particularly when i think about samantha um and, you know, and, and Carrie's, like, monologues. It's like, wow, what, is, what do the kids think of this? Yeah, I think it probably felt kind of novel to be talking about being in your 30s and being single then. And now I'm kind of like, like, half of my friends <laughs> are that way. And yeah. also, like, there are huge parts of Sex and the City that don't hold up, but I will love it till the day I die. Um I this- don't love it, but I know so much about it. And like, I, I listened to the audiobook of that Sex in the City book. Like, oh, it was great. Thank I, you, you for know, it's that for me. It's a part of me. <laughs> I think the parts that are funny that Gen Z is not going to relate to is there's like a whole episode where they're like, do you know men are going down on women now? And they're like, what? insane just insane and gen z is like wait were they not before like what the fuck gen z is like we're eating ass and doing tiktoks (laughs) get in (laughs) well and you know what's funny it's like i feel like you know because i've had nothing else to do i've been spending a lot of time on twitter um and you know the the generation wars continue to rage and gen x keeps complaining that everybody ignores them but like they're sex in the city aren't they like yes they're not millennials i mean Kim Cattrall is probably like a very young baby boomer. Yes, I believe that's true. And also, Gen X, like, stop it. There's that whole Spice Girl song about you. Like, you had your time, all right? (laughs) Pipe down. (laughs) You know they're going to bitch at you in the comments now. I don't care. They're like the Bloody Mary of generations. If you say Gen X three times, they come and, like, spit in your latte. (laughs) Fine. They They make you watch Reality Bites. Oh man, I haven't seen that in forever, ever. Uh, I feel like if I watched it now, it would melt me into a puddle of sentient rage. <laughs> oh, by the way, if you can't tell already, like this is just a fool around episode. Like we don't really have. A yeah, we song. don't really like we don't have anything to cover, so <laughs> to say. speak. Like we did. Like we do have some things we wanted to tell you all about. Um, I have a show, a Zoom show. I'm not performing anywhere in person because I'm not a monster. <laughs> I'm doing Kelly Anakin's Lack of Variety Hour on August the 29th. Show starts at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. Uh, so, you know, choose your own adventure. I'm not going to calculate central time zone because I can't. Haha, <laughs> <laughs> suck it, mountain time. <laughs> yeah, I look... If it's not Eastern or Pacific, you're on your own. Like, I can't, 
the last like the last time I was like calculating a time zone, I calculated it like the wrong way twice. Um, like I was like trying to like coordinate a phone call with my mom and I like put one time, like I gave her two options and like one I had calculated for Pacific and one I had calculated for Eastern. Um, this is not my strong suit. Uh, but we'll post a link if you, if you want to check it out, check it out. Would love to see some redheads in the audience. Molly's going to be there and do something. We haven't figured out what yet, but you know, look, it'll be more entertaining than, not coming to my show. Totally. And all of you who talk a big game about wanting to listen to us read the phone book, uh, this is going to be 5 billion percent more entertaining than that. So please uh, put your uh, money oh. where your mouth is and come show up to the Zoom show. Because it honestly, it makes a huge difference with these virtual shows if people are in the audience or not. Because uh, otherwise sure. we're just having a meeting. <laughs> so can you please come in yeah. if you've ever lamented that you weren't in San Francisco and couldn't see uh kelly perform here's your chance baby so august 29th kelly anakin's lack of variety hour and you can find yeah, actually on... go ahead i just want to i just want to manage expectations because i am planning to just read the phone book for 45 minutes <laughs> <laughs> molly's no, gonna that's do the your... area codes <laughs> no 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 that's for our only fans account that we're gonna start if this lasts <laughs> another year <laughs> and you guys will be our only fans <laughs> oh my god <laughs> <laughs> cool so what do you have coming up oh my jonas i have something very cool to tell you about so uh i love podcasting and i decided to do two more podcasts Yay! <gasps> yeah so the what first are one, they thank you for asking <laughs> the first one is kind of already started a little bit it's called comics book club and it was initially started by this la comedian named rebecca rush who do you know her, Kelly? Because I think you guys are simpatico in a lot of different ways. I don't think so. It might okay. be like a too positively charged ion situation, though. <laughs> okay. Well, regardless, uh, Rebecca started this podcast and I was a guest on it a while ago. And we just hit it off so much that she asked me to be a permanent co-host. So it's uh, us reading books and talking about books with uh, Ooh, other smart people. That's super fun. It's it's a blast and a half so far. We've only done like three episodes together, uh, but we're going to do some more. So Comics Book Club is another podcast I'm working on. But then the podcast that I am really excited about hasn't aired yet, but it will. This is a podcast I'm doing with my best friend, now neighbor, Sam DeSalvo. And we're doing a podcast called The Hold Up, where we look at pop culture, food, music that we consumed when we were little and see if it holds up today so our first couple episodes center around britney spears good burger pop tarts a lot of things disney channel original movies so the hold up is going to drop uh end of august early september so follow me on social media to find out when that comes out my uh instagram is at molly fucking sanchez and my twitter is at serious molly so Follow me on both of those, and you'll be the first to know when my new podcast, The Hold Up, drops. Can I make a prediction? Yes. About those three things you mentioned. I think Britney <laughs> Spears absolutely holds up. Okay. Good Burger absolutely holds up. Pop-Tarts, okay. I don't think hold up. Wow. Well, we'll see. We haven't actually recorded that one yet, but I'll tell yeah. you next Monday if they do No, let's, Yeah, these are totally just like in-the-dark predictions. I have no idea. Yeah, little behind the scenes. Uh, neither Sam nor I own a toaster, so we're gonna have to make the pop tarts in the oven. 
<laughs> so that might affect things one way or another. Wow. I mean, maybe that like maybe that variable, you know, like maybe we've been eating <laughs> Pop-Tarts wrong all this time. <laughs> like, yes, they're designed for the toaster, but they really <laughs> sing when you put them in the oven. <laughs> one way to find out. Listen to the holdup when it drops end of August, or early September. <laughs> Yay. Oh, and I'll say if you want to keep up with me on social media, I'm at Kelly Anakin on all social platforms. I think I have a parking lot on TikTok, but I haven't done TikTok yet. Oh, um, let me tell you, very fun. You did such a funny TikTok about the astronaut's wife. I <laughs> laughed out loud. It was so funny. If you haven't Thank seen you. this, folks, uh, follow Molly on all of the social media and watch her video where she plays the astronaut's wife in every space movie. Thank it's you. just it's. It's so perfect. Oh, thank you, babe. That's so nice of you. Yeah, I just started doing TikToks and I'm very bad at it. That's like the only good one that I've done, um, but I'm learning. So, yeah. I just uh, can't compete with these children, you know? No way. <laughs> also, I just feel like, I don't know if it's just like, is it quarantine? Is it that I'm getting older? Am I just sleepy? But I'm just like, <laughs> ugh, I don't want to do anything. <laughs> Oh man! Well, I like it's all I can do to go to my actual job and then (laughs) compulsively order housewares online. You know, like that's where I'm at right now. Yes, I love it either way. Um, (laughs) so we asked on our Facebook group, which I was flabbergasted to see so many people still active on. God bless you guys. I love you so much. Um, That seriously, like, just that comment thread just like made my day. Uh, I didn't have time to like go through and respond to everything individually. I wish that I had, but like just warmed the cockles of my Grinch size heart. (laughs) Yeah. Once again, redheads are the best fans I've ever met. So thank you so much for being just little sweetie patities. But um, the overwhelming amount of questions were for us to respond to the Handmaid Season 4 teaser trailer. And to talk about sort of any media that we're consuming in quarantine. So which one would you like to start with? The trailer or uh, media? Let's start with the trailer. Okay. Great. So I didn't even know that it had come out. So I feel like you're getting more DMs from the redheads than me on Instagram. And I feel (laughs) sad. (laughs) I, yeah, I think I might be. And tweets. Well, I mean, you're like, you give up a more accessible vibe than me. But I just want you all to know that I'm very accessible. (laughs) I'm very accessible and I'm very lonely. (laughs) Same, 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 same. Um, Yeah, so I saw, I just rewatched this trailer a couple of times today, but you can find it on YouTube. It's season four teaser trailer. Um, And it really is, you can tell that they meant to have a different trailer and then didn't get enough footage to make one because a lot of the footage is recycled from season three. But I will say, still a good trailer. It made me excited. I was impressed with how much new footage they did have. Me too. Uh, like, to the degree where I was like, is this, like, B-roll from last season? Like, <laughs> No, actually, they shot a little bit in April and they were supposed to wrap up, I think, before the summer started, wrap up shooting before the summer started, and then release it in the fall. So they shot all of April, I think. So there's footage. I knew you would know. I thought about looking it up today, but I was like, Molly's going to know. <laughs> God. <Story laughs> Let me go on replacements.com and find this bowl I just smashed. <laughs> yeah, so I thought it was a pretty good trailer, given those constraints. Yeah. Um. It's fun, you know, when I've been away from it and and various, you know, uh, needle drop shenanigans 
it's like, oh, yeah, like, I really like this show. I know. I had the same feeling. I think maybe we were just too in it to really. Oh, yeah. I mean, this it. has happened. This has happened to me with so many. <laughs> Listen, what have you been podcasting about TV as long as I have? Oh, my God. She just pulled out a cigarette from her hair and started smoking <laughs> Yeah, that's it. where I keep them now in, in quarantine. Just, yeah. <laughs> Look, I, I've been developing some new skills, some new hobbies. <laughs> Lighting cigarettes with her scalp is one of them. Uh, I am a very useless member of the X Men. <laughs> that would be so. They funny. call me. They call me Ashtray. <laughs> There's just one member of the X Men who can only do like lighter and vape tricks, and that's. It. <laughs> <laughs> I, love it. I buy it. So uh, this trailer, you know, it's very. Did it feel very politically engaged to you? I mean, no more so than the pod than the show usually is, I guess. Why? I just I don't know if it's just my mindset, but you know, when you hear Whitford say the next few weeks will determine the oh. future of our country, hmm. I was like, "Oh, I was like this is very election season appropriate and trying to get all of these inexplicable Republican fans of the show to vote for Joe Biden. Yeah. Suck it up. Do it, please. God. (laughs) (laughs) That's like, I think some people had asked for our thoughts on current events. And my only thought is boo. Yeah. Unless it's a current event that is the new Taylor Swift album. Boo. (laughs) Yeah, it's not. uh, It's not great. It's not great. <laughs> my mic stand just broke into my hands. <laughs> That's look, that is the wow. manifestation of 2020. Wow, if that ain't a 2020 moment. The mic literally tried to drop after you said that and I would have <laughs> let it. <laughs> uh, That's the end. Podcast over, folks. Bye. Just kidding. This will work kidding. fine. This looks dumb as hell, but it'll work just fine. <laughs> Um. Yeah, that's so interesting that you thought the trailer felt politically charged. I guess I see that now that you say it like that, for sure. The scenes I think we're getting insight into is, I, I have two big thoughts. One, uh, Aunt Lydia got beat up. She got beat up. And what's amazing about Aunt Lydia is that she, you know, she's doubling down. Mm-hmm. She's doubling down on Gilead. I mean, again, you know, are we... Are we going in the direction that we see in the Testaments? I don't uh, know. If you haven't listened, if you haven't read the Testaments, uh, skip forward a few. Okay, now you can keep talking because we got somebody sent me another Instagram DM like, you guys spoiled the Testaments in the first Testaments episode. I'm like, Sorry. Um, did you want to say more about that? Well, not now. <laughs> okay i told them to stop listening for a couple seconds no i mean just basically like is she going in the direction where you find out like oh she's actually you know she's at least got this like plausible deniability where she can say like oh you know i was a spy on the inside like hercules mulligan uh the whole time <laughs> yeah and, i don't know it's she looks tell. i mean she's she's very vicious in her verbal attack on june you know, I I can see again, like I know that this is never going to change, but like they're very much making June like the great woman of Gilead. And I'm like, I okay, know. but she's fucked up a bunch of times. I know. I the first note I wrote was another billion chances for June. 
Yeah, exactly. Well, and I think we didn't get any Yvonne in the trailer, did we? She's in there for a teeny tiny second. I mean, I guess, you know, she would be in prison. Right. Uh, from what it looked like, it looked like it was probably extra footage from last season because she looked like she was wearing street clothes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't get a chance to do the minutia, like frame by frame uh, analysis like we did last time. But yeah, she was yeah. in there for a little bit. I also noticed Whitford looks really disheveled. So I really think that he also got got. <laughs> How could he not? Yeah, I think point? he definitely like, I don't think that this thing gets pulled off because I mean, they know at the very least, like it seems like June's going to be on the lamb for a little while. Yeah. Um, unc- it's just it's unclear. Like there, there mm-hmm. really wasn't a solid through line because there's not <laughs> yet a solid through line to the footage. Right, right. But I want to commend whoever edited this. You did a good job. I'm excited about no, it. No, they really did because I, <laughs> I watched it on my phone this morning while I was walking to the post office, which was a dumb time to try <laughs> to watch anything. <laughs> But I was excited. said to me earlier, I really didn't do anything all day. And yet you had to multitask this thing for our podcast while you were going on an errand. I didn't have to. I just (laughs) wanted to. I was feeling very hyped up because I had just watched the wet ass pussy video. Like I was feeling very powerful and I wanted to keep that going. (laughs) So I interrupted you. You said you watched it on your on your uh, phone and... Oh, I genuinely thought that it was like new footage. I was very confused. I was like, I thought they didn't film <laughs> stuff. But then I came home and I watched it again uh, in a much more conducive environment. And I was like, oh, okay, I see where they're reusing a lot of this stuff. Um, what did you think about the iconic line, blessed be the squad? I hated it so <laughs> Me too. much. It made me so angry. I was like, how dare you? I think that we are really hard to please because whenever we talk about The Handmaid's Tale, we're like, Elwa, wouldn't it be funny if it was flippant? And then the writers are like, oh, here it is. And we're like, not like that. Look, that was a Shannon worthy line. Like, because who, who was the person who said it? Was it just some rando? It looks like a rando, but I assume it's going to be like a, uh oh, the eye that's actually cool. Yeah. Something like that. I thought that was Nick. Um, (laughs) Who is back heavily featured in this trailer. So it looks almost like he's the one like interrogating Whitford or sent to interrogate Whitford, which if I was Gilead, once again, poor idea. (laughs) Don't send someone's ex. Also, I would be yelling at them to make out. So we have that to look forward to. (laughs) <laughs> you would be yelling for Max Minghella to break make out with Whitford. Yes. All right. That's you, Boo. Uh, did I mention I'm very lonely? Oh my god, me too. I get I get it now. <laughs> I Oh my god, I'm going to drive down there and give you a little tweak on your nose. <laughs> to be honest, maybe you should. You should, we should. Let's both get COVID tested. Come here. Let's do a retreat. You think oh, about that it. Sounds so good. Anyway, okay. look, I have to clear it with my quarantine crew. Um, <laughs> I guess me too. The be safe, everybody. Wear masks. Yeah, be safe. Wear your mask. I did love the comment on the thread where they were seeing June in her um, in her DC getup with the the mask, basically that comes up to her nose, and they were like, "When I first saw this, that was really disturbing, but now I'm just like, pull it over your nose." <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. 
Um, uh, anything else to say about this trailer? I don't think so. I mean, you know, again, I think it was smart to release it now to kind of just keep people, you know, aware <laughs> that yeah. it's going to happen eventually, maybe. If society continues. <laughs> it um, did say they'll release it next year. So 2021. So who knows what will happen between now and then. I did think look, it I was. Thought we would be, I thought we would be back to <laughs> swiping on Tinder by July. And we were not. Uh, I know. I, I, something that was like an interesting like omen is when I moved into my new apartment uh, on the bus shelter on my block there was all handmaid's tale ads <laughs> so I'm like oh i'm home <laughs> although i will say like i get i get so annoyed i don't usually like read comments or things like that but like if i happen to like see like the responses to like some political thing on twitter and people are like oh my god it's just like the handmaid's tale i'm like you don't even know i'm like you aren't authorized to comment about what is and is not oh like the handmaid's tale. uh Okay, yeah. Kelly, is anyway, that your I don't job? Really, I don't even really think that. I'm just like, ugh. I'm like, get a new dystopia. That one's taken. <laughs> That's funny. Um, people did ask us to comment on uh, whether we thought right now was a lot like The Handmaid's Tale. And I just want to be like, e- e- yeah, <laughs> like it's been this way. And it, and yeah, the I mean, thing- it's been this way. And like, it was this way when the book was written. Exactly. You know? like, Since 1985. The book was written as a response to a bunch of far-right religious nutjobs who, you know, hired a uh, Hollywood type to <laughs> enact uh, the complete gutting of all social services. So... Yeah. Uh, everything are... old is new again. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, it's been like The Handmaid's Tale, but... Sort of the Handmaid's Tale, the lesson, one of the lessons of the Handmaid's Tale is like ignorance isn't the same as ignoring. So I say stay woke, everybody. Keep doing what you're doing and don't succumb to despair. That's what I'd say. Okay, let's talk about fun stuff. So, Kelly, what I'm going to we're going to have to section this out because uh, we are going to talk about a lot of things. What are you what have you been reading lately? Um, I want to give a shout out to actually two redheads, Brie and Donna, who, with their powers combined, are erotic romance author Kit Rosha. Um, yeah, I, I like know them both on Twitter, and I've been meaning to read their books forever. And I finally got around to it, and they are sexy. It's all Ooh. about this like gang of bootleggers. It's a very like Hunger Games meets. Ooh. I don't want to say meets Fifty Shades of Grey because that sounds like a backhanded compliment. Um, but it's like, it's just like very like BDSM inflected sex. Um, but also like all the couples get together in the end and I like that. Um, yeah, but it's great. Like very sexy sex scenes. The plot is exciting. Um, I know. Like, you know, like you're like, oh, the smut has a plot. Yes, this smut has a plot. Um, and I know they just came out with a new series called Mercenary Librarians, which I haven't picked up yet because I'm like still very early on in the Beyond series. But that's been fun. I read a great book called Juliet Takes a Breath by Gabby Rivera, which was loaned Ooh. to me by our mutual friend, Dom Jellen. What's up, Dom Jellen? Oh, I love Dom. She's not going to listen to this. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she's like, I listen to you talk all the time. Yeah. 
Um, and it's a coming of age story about a young woman who goes from New York to Portland to like intern with this feminist writer. Um, and she's like super queer. It was really fun. I'm like, sure. Oh, I've been reading, um, or I guess listening to the audiobook of um, Seduction by Karina Longworth, who hosts You Must Remember Ooh. This. Does and she read I it? really only started it because she just did a series on her podcast. And I was like, I need more of your voice. And <laughs> this is like 20 hours uninterrupted of her voice. <laughs> and I'm like, this is all that's getting me through right now. Okay. And, you know, I've been listening to So You Want to Talk About Race by Ijeoma Luo. Mm-hmm. Um, probably more things. Oh, the, the sequel to the Royal We came out. Uh, it's called The Air Affair. Oh, I saw that. I was so happy for you. Yeah. So that was really fun. I actually, I had the audiobook and the um, Kindle book so I could like switch back and forth. Like that's how excited I was to just like mm. cram that book into my brain hole. That's awesome. Yeah. How about you? Oh man, I've been reading a ton, Um, but I picked out some standouts for y'all because I've been doing some like, you know, anti-racist reading. I read White Fragility and I really liked it. Um, I've been accidentally reading some books that were really good, but were bummers. Um, And I don't really want to recommend any of those uh, because (laughs) that's not what they need. So if I was doing a report on like... No bummers allowed. (laughs) If I was doing a report on like the most joyous things I read this summer, it would be these three books. So... First one that I read way at the beginning of Core that I haven't stopped thinking about since is The Future of Another Timeline by Annalie Newitz. It is great. It is so good. <laughs> I I had met Annalie at a book event and I liked them before I ever read their books. But after I read this book, I was just like, I, I should have genuflected when I met you. This is such a good book. That um, is such a great compliment. <laughs> yeah, it's such a like amazingly queer and like vibrant and modern feeling take on time travel. It's so good. It's going to make you if you liked seeing live music, it's going to make you a little bit nostalgic for that right now. Um, but it's truly like one of the best sci fi books I've read this year or ever. So the future of another timeline by Annalie Newitz. Amazing. Uh, another book that is just great. <laughs> Uh, made my summer is The Mermaid, The Witch, and the Sea by Maggie Takuda Hall. Have you read that yet, Kelly? I haven't read that yet. I think you will love. Uh, it's our mutual friend Maggie wrote this beautiful uh, fantasy lush young adult book called The Mermaid, The Witch, and the Sea. And it's honestly a book I wish I had read when I was 12 so I could have it in my life longer. <laughs> uh, it's mm-hmm. so good. It's like it, it's the most fun, like swashbuckling, like interesting great fantasy read I've read in a long time. So that's a great one. Um, And then this one is a reread, but I think it's probably one of my favorite books of all time. And reading it now was really uh, restorative. I read, reread My Life in France, which is Julia Child's memoir. Uh, And it is fantastic. Oh my God. It's so good. I have, I get something out of it every time I read it. This is probably the fourth time I've ever read it. Um, And it's sort of about how she went from being this uh, kind of like spoiled, like directionless girl growing up in Southern California to becoming this, like teaching herself how to cook, starting from the bottom, teaching herself French, being in the army, like going all around and creating this huge empire. Um, And it's amazing because it's 
about food and it's about love. Like there's way more sex in it than I remembered the first time I read it. Uh, she's like deeply That's what they in said love about with her, her cookbook as well. That there's sex in it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you got to read between the lines. Um, no, and it, you it'll can't make see me, but I'm wiggling my eyebrows. <laughs> it's it's just a beautiful, decadent book, and it's so lovely. So, My Life in France by Julia Child is amazing. So, those are three books uh, that brought me much joy. I love reading. And what have you been watching? Oh, quick, before I transition into that, Maggie Atz tweeted that she read this book recently called At the Wolf's Table, which is about uh, Hitler's food tasters. And I got it on book on tape from the library. And so far, so great. So I would recommend that one as well. Sounds like it has the potential to be a bummer, though. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a bummer. <laughs> like, is it so, is it nonfiction or is it a novel? It's a historical fiction. Okay, I love historical fiction. You're going to like this. It's such it's a really good audiobook so far, but yeah, I know we're like on a fast train to Bummersville. Like there's no way. <laughs> <laughs> there's a World War II book that ends happy. I don't think so, honey. Like that's not. <laughs> oh, anyway. <man. laughs> but good wreck, Maggie Atz. I see why you like this book. Um, but yeah, Stone Cold Bummer. Uh anyway, you asked what I have been watching. What have you been watching? Yes. Uh so I've been wanting I've had the experience of like getting to completely choose whatever TV I want to watch and not have to compromise with anybody, which is hasn't happened to me for a long time. It's and breathtaking, it's isn't it? <sighs> yeah. Between that and like sleeping like the Air Jordan logo, like might never go back. <laughs> JK, I love Duke. <laughs> yeah, but that doesn't mean you have to sleep with Dick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dick can go home. <laughs> anyway. Dick can go home and also you could have separate beds if you get to that point. Yeah, maybe. Hmm. Interesting. I used to think that was weird. And like now that I've been sleeping alone as an adult, I'm like, nope. <laughs> yeah, I don't know uh, where I stand on that at press time. But I do uh, know. You have plenty of time. I've I've had years to formulate my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do know that I've been watching sort of as a rebellion, the most aggressively girly shows you can possibly mm-hmm. watch and just basking in it. Just basking in it. So the first show I watched was Never Have I Ever. Have you seen this? I have not seen this. A friend of mine just watched it, but I haven't watched it. But I know you're a big Mindy Kaling fan, so this, I am. this tracks. She's not in it, but she produced it. Um, right, 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 right. Very good. I think it's a show meant for teens, and I am obsessed with it. So that was great. Uh, highly recommend. Uh, also, tell me if, if if you listen, Redheads, tell me if I'm weird for thinking the like nerdy boy in this show is hot. I am tentative about putting that out there because I think he's 21. But also, let me know if you think he's hot or not. Um, <laughs> or am I just lonely? Uh, <laughs> I don't feel sensitive about it if you agree with me. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah, if you agree with me, we're, <laughs> I don't feel bad. <laughs> I need validation is what I'm saying. Um, and then the second thing that has brought me the most joy to watch is the motherfucking babysitter's club oh hold on wait i downloaded this app for this moment hold on hold on hold on (laughs) that's right kids the self-care horn is back i downloaded this inferior app uh that i'm still learning how to use but we'll come back have you seen the babysitter's club babe i 
slammed it the day it came out okay like i think it took me like a total of two days but man i hit play netflix was like are you still watching the babysitters club i was like how dare you of course i am it was perfect perfect like all of my notes are so minimal and petty like i felt i was like oh they didn't really explain why claudia was like hiding all of her candy um Karen wasn't wearing glasses. Oh my god. <laughs> I feel like that was about it. Yeah, I will say my solitary note is Claudia's room, not messy enough. End of list. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Perfect show. <laughs> yeah, I think it is like one of the best adaptations I've ever seen. Um and I know I, I don't want you guys to think that I'm being like super hyperbolic here with all of these uh recommendations. A, I'm very happy to see my friend. I'm very happy to be on this podcast. Uh but B <laughs> I've been watching some bangers and reading some bangers. So let me have. Yeah. This. And I don't want you to think that I'm being hyperbolic either, but I did just recently adjust my Zoloft intake and I feel fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. I thought this, this was a really canny adaptation because it updated things without like making a big deal out of it. Like sometimes I mm-hmm. see shows that are like a very special episode in this one. Marianne befriends a trans girl. And it's like, it didn't have that feeling. It was like seamlessly integrated because that generation wouldn't see anything strange about that. And exactly, if you were writing it for that generation, it wouldn't do any good to have an episode where people are like, what? Because they're smarter and hopefully like more with it than we were when we were that age. So I thought it was yeah. gorgeous. Well, and I love Rachel Schukert, who was the head writer. Um, yes. She's written on Glow, which I still have not watched. I'm mm, not going to watch either. it ever. I just me don't either. care about wrestling. Yeah. Um, but she also wrote my favorite TV recaps in the history of TV recaps for Vulture. Oh, she wrote cool. recaps for the show Smash. Wow. Even if you haven't watched Smash and have no <laughs> intentions of watching Smash, and I can't say I recommend it. But, like, her recaps were, like, so amazing that I think, like, Stephen Sondheim, like, came up to her at a play in Central Park and was like, you're Rachel Schukert. Oh, my um, God. I got wet. Just I got W.A.P. just thinking about Stephen Sondheim <laughs> coming up to me and saying she's, I love She's phenomenal. And she just she adapted it so deftly. And it's like if you compare it to the adaptation that happened, I think, in the 90s. I think it was for HBO, but like that yeah. one felt so cynical and wrong. And this one felt so in the spirit of the books to me. That's interesting. Cause are you referring to the one about Rachel Lee Cook, the movie? No, I, I watched that once. And then after the show, this current show aired, I went back and read like the description. I was like, this was not a movie for children where Christie's <laughs> like estranged father is like low key stalking her. Um, that happened in the books, though. Yeah, but it, anyway, look, it was just like, I was like reading this description. I was like, this seems, <laughs> whoa, okay. Um, no, the there was an HBO adaptation and the theme song was like, say hello to your friends, yeah. babysitters club. I watched that. that. That is a totally separate entity from the movie. Wow, I got to rewatch because I don't remember it being cynical, but I was also 10. <laughs> so. Yeah, I was going to say, I would have been much older when I watched it. I love this adaptation. I would die for any one of those tiny baby actresses. <laughs> um, it changed my mind completely on Don, who I have always hated, and Karen, who I've also always hated. Now I would defend with my entire life. I have also always hated Don. I'm so pleased that we share this. It actually, it also helped me. 
it helped me to make my peace with being a Christie. Like, oh yeah, it just I was like, oh, I was like, I've never felt like this is a positive before. Oh, the thing that surprised me the most was how much I loved Christie's relationship with Watson. Oh. I loved that arc. I loved that he like respected her as a business person. Yes. Um, and I also have to say, like, I'm I'm sending a theme from Netflix. Like Netflix is doing so much to normalize having a period. Oh, um, I, know. I know. I die. I know that they put it in and with an E, which I still haven't watched. Also, I'm never gonna watch it. I'm sorry, everyone. Like, oh man, I feel like every couple months yourself. somebody somebody's like, "Hey, have you watched Anna with an E?" I'm like, "I'm not going to do it." I'm a Megan follows and calling Dewhurst uh, fangirl. I just can't. I can't go there. Kelly, you are denying yourself from something that you would truly, truly love. I I'm going to make a bet. With, no, this is going to make you never do it. But I have yeah, a I was going to say no. I'm like, listen, the fact that you're telling me that I would love it is making me want to watch it less. Oh my gosh, you're such a Scorpio. I hate it so much. But I just look. But I respect I, you. I'm at a point in my life where I'm not going to watch things I don't want to watch. And you know what? That's great. I appreciate. There's no that. point. There's no point. I have a limited amount of time on this earth, and I want to <laughs> spend it watching TV. I want to spend it watching TV that I want to watch. Okay, you know what? That's commendable. Don't don't ever let anybody watch make you watch a show, even though you would be guaranteed to love it. Quit trying to yum my yuck. <laughs> Molly Sanchez, yummer of yucks. Oh boy, I think that might be true, actually. <laughs> Yikes, pee bikes. <laughs> um, any other highlights for you watching wise? Um, I watched Succession and I'm still not sure if I liked it or not, but Matthew McFadden is a stone cold fox and he's so funny in that show. So I would say even if you don't want to commit to Succession, watch a compilation of every Matthew McFadden scene. He's just a delicious delight. Uh, that sounds about like the level of commitment that I want to give to Succession because I feel like every everybody that I know who's watched it is very like they're very like, I don't know how I feel about the fact that I'm watching this. Yeah, it's really funny. It's just a little hard to like fully commit to a show where it's like rich white people feel bad for them. <laughs> like, nah, not really. Yeah, and it's also like it's not just that. It's also like rich white people yelling at each other constantly. And that just makes me very uncomfortable. Not because they're white. Just like if it's just like this constant like conflict. I'm like, I can't. I can't. I can't. Yeah. So look up. Anxious. A Matthew McFadden compilation and then watch okay. Pride and Prejudice again and you're pretty much set. <laughs> okay, great. What about you? Um, I have been watching uh, a lot of movies. I've been trying Ooh. to repair my internet adult attention span <laughs> um, by watching more movies. I've been watching some horror movies, which... <sighs> yeah, but you know, honestly, I haven't really had many that have been standouts for me. Um, I subscribe to an absurd number of things now. Like I subscribe to Shutter, I subscribe to the Criterion Channel. Um, yeah, which is actually Criterion Channel is great because it has a lot of like really old movies, um, which can be a fun history lesson. And the other night I actually watched uh, Mysterious Skin, which came out in two thousand five, and I started watching it because I was trying to watch that movie Brick, which also stars Joseph Gordon Levitt. Oh yeah, and came out like roughly around the same time and I could never like keep them straight in my head. Um, 
Mysterious Skin was not that. It was about gay teens in Kansas, but it was so good. Like it was upsetting and a lot. Like again, if you don't, if you're trying to avoid a bummer, don't watch (laughs) Mysterious Skin. Maybe, but it was just it was really beautiful. Like it was great. Um, so I have been watching the movies. Um, I rewatched While You Were Sleeping, arguably my favorite rom com of all time. Oh, really? Yeah, because I was watching so much horror. That I was like, you have to watch not that. I watched uh, Takashi Miike's uh, Audition, which is a movie that like horror nerds are always like, you have to watch it or you're not really a horror nerd. I read the synopsis of it. Looks sounds very scary. It's not good. Like it was bad. (laughs) I was like, who's out here thinking this is good? Like there is some satisfying body horror at the end. But overall, I'm like, this was boring and stupid. Hmm. and it was just like there was i had a real problem with some like point of view things that happened at the end that really bothered me if you want to know what they are dm me i'll tell you exactly what i didn't like (laughs) um (laughs) dm me i'll tell you exactly what i didn't like should be your your tinder (laughs) bio (laughs) no it's my tinder bio it's like sending a dick pic i'll tell you exactly what i didn't like anyway i (laughs) I have been trying to find a movie that scares me as much as Hereditary, but I'm kind of on the fence about it because there is like there's a scene in Hereditary that I still have like flashbacks to if I walk around in my apartment in the dark. So I'm like, do I really want this or am I just trying to feel something? So what else am I into? Um, I May Destroy You, Michaela Cole on HBO is so fucking amazing. Like words fail. That's how good it is. It's so good. I've been a huge fan of her since Chewing Gum and it's just like really exciting to see her really like stepping into her power and like she's just going to do so many great things if again society does not completely dissolve <laughs> um so that's been great i finished this most recent season of insecure which i thought was very good me too um, i'm watching the alienist the second season of the alienist and I enjoy this show, but also the plot is stupid. Like, I'm like, what the fuck are we doing here? It features a lot of breastfeeding, and I hate that. I saw um, your tweet about that. Look, there's so much. Like, I read the book in high school, so it's based on The Angel of Darkness, which is the sequel to The Alienist. And I'm like, oh. I do not remember this much breastfeeding happening. And, like, I would have been of an age where that would, I because I, like, my breastfeeding hate began with Rosa Sharn in The Grapes of Wrath. Mm. And since then, I have been anti-breastfeeding, like, for myself and also for media. Like, if you're actually feeding a baby to keep it alive, I'm like, yeah, keep doing that. This is a If you're wild. doing anything else, I'm against it. So that's a good time. Um, I have been trying to watch She-Ra and the Princesses of Power, but it is so relentlessly positive and like friendship always saves the day that I'm like, I fucking can't with you people. Like, <laughs> give me a show called Catra in the Evil Horde and maybe then, maybe then I will be emotionally invested in this. Kelly, I also- love you so much and you are <laughs> Thank so you. different from me. <laughs> I also don't like Adora's costume design. Okay. I don't think it's cute. Okay. <laughs> Great. These are my criteria. I'm like, do I think it's stupid? And is it cute? 
<laughs> I think it's because I think I like you so much because you exude the energy of like a cool girl who I would always want to be my friend and who would like bully <laughs> me. And so I think by some weird fluke, we are friends now. And I'm always a little bit like she might start bullying me at any time. And that's what keeps it spicy. <laughs> bullying is a waste of time. I just don't think it's effective. I think that's something a bully would say to throw me off the scent. <laughs> You're giving me way too much credit. Let me put it this way. I'll quote the book Sextrology by Starsky and Cox that says, uh, and I do have this committed to memory, uh, <laughs> friends exist, lovers exist, enemies don't. So <laughs> if I ever just completely disappeared, but I wouldn't bully you. Like, Why? okay noted (laughs) you heard it here folks i feel Um, like this got dark (laughs) um okay so any other media you want to talk about that you've been consuming i don't think like i feel like i am consuming so much media and yet i remember nothing like it's all just like in one ear and out the other right now i feel yeah I, like I said before, love the new Taylor Swift album. I've listened to it 14,000 times. Another perk of being single. Um, And I think it's amazing. And I've also been listening to the podcast Las Culturistas on repeat because it makes me so happy. Um, And I loved the new Fiona Apple album, too. So, (gasps) oh, my God. No, I mean, honestly, it's been. It's been so long since that came out. Like I listened to that when I want to get nostalgic for early Quar. I know, right? I'm like, wow, remember when I still had hope? Uh, Well, speaking of hope, let's talk about how we're doing self-care right now. And for self-care, we're going to need the self-care horn. And for the self-care horn, I'm going to need to face unlock my iPhone. Here we go. So, Kelly, what has your self-care looked like lately? Can we talk about glow-ups? Can we talk about products? Can we talk about uh, techniques? Absolutely. I mean, honestly, biggest glow-up, increasing my Zoloft intake. Feel better than I have in years. Uh, If you're also on anti-anxiety medication, hit up your prescriber. Be like, hey, could I feel better? Uh, And see what they can do for you. Um, I have been taking baths more frequently. Um, I'm, I just kind of am trying to do more stuff for my body. I actually, I literally have, my friend calls it my potty chart because it's calendar printouts that I put star stickers on when I do what I call a body treat. So that's like, did I take a walk? Did I do yoga? Did I do my nails? Did I take a bath? Um, and just kind of like trying to like get the idea of like exercise and other like forms of like physical self care being kind of equal. Um, and like not a punishment. So that's been interesting and mostly successful. Um, I actually like, this sounds kind of weird to say as like self care, but I actually created like calendar events, like recurring calendar events for like the stuff I want to do around the house. Cause you know, I like to keep the house clean. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's been really tough during quarantine to kind of like stick with things because it's like you know you kind of get sucked into this inertia of being inside all the time so that's actually like that gives me this like little sense of like joy to like check something off every day um and i've been making uh samin nosrat's ligurian focaccia a lot and i would say maybe my greatest act of self-care is making that focaccia that's amazing i want to try to do that it's 
actually a lot easier than I thought. Because, like, I remember I watched Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat and watched them make it. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is complicated. But once you do it one time, I'm like, oh, this is actually it's pretty intuitive. That's amazing. And I love when you take pictures of the food that you've been eating because I'd always is yummy. And then lately, it's been reminding me of when we used to hang out at your house and have meals. And so it's been like, oh, really, it's been a treat for me. So keep keep doing that. I'm glad I would send you some food if it made any sense to do that. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. Those are good. By things. the time it got there, it would not be any good. No, 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 no. Any anything else in the self care? Um, I really haven't worn deodorant in months, and I don't know that that's self-care, but it's interesting. It's something. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, and I'm hand-washing my bras. Oh. Um, I went on a spree and bought a bunch of long-line bras because I remembered that I had one, and I tried it on. I was like, this is fucking amazing. Why don't I just have a bunch of long-line bras? And I had to get new, like, everyday bras. And I've just been putting them in the washing machine. And I was like, you know, I have the time. Why don't I try to actually take care of these things? And they smell so good. I have a special like lingerie and silk uh, laundry soap that I use. And I have a little like Japanese sink wash basin. And it's great. Like it's it's actually not that much work. You just kind of like let it soak and you agitate it just like a little bit. And then you rinse it and then you let it dry. And then your boobies smell like lavender. And it's amazing. Wow, that sounds decadent. That sounds queenly, like aspirational for sure. Good job. It feels it feels good. That's great. That's, <laughs> and I'm, how about you? How you taking care of your fabulous self? Well, one big thing. Uh, I will say, you know, I don't want to be overly flippant about it. But if you are listening for this and you're looking for a sign to leave your relationship, uh, this is the sign, babes. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, that's all I'll say about that. Um, <clears throat> anyway, I, uh, what else? I've been doing therapy once a week still, which has been great. Uh, I love that. Uh, another self-care thing I've been doing is I've been taking like, this may sound weird, but I've been taking like one day a week off of spending money and one day a week off of drinking, uh, which is hard because for me, because those are two forms of like fun I have found, especially with yeah. this new apartment. I've been buying a bunch of stuff and sort of in core, like I've been very treat based. So I've been like very I think indulgent. you're not alone there. I think we've all been pretty treat based. <laughs> totally. And so that treat is sometimes, you know, a, a bunch of notebooks with Carrie Fisher's face on it that I ordered or uh, it's a whole. That is amazing of- self-care. Yeah. Or it's a whole bottle of rosé. And I can't do either of those things every day. So I take one day off of each of those a week. So far, so good. Um, And then I try to get outside once a day. I've discovered a lot of cool things in my new neighborhood. Uh, For example, I saw this cool looking house in my neighborhood the other day while I was on a walk. I looked it up. They think it is the place where the person who killed the Black Dahlia lived and murdered her in. (laughs) So that was nuts. (laughs) take walks you never know what you'll find talk about a bummer ending yeah but at least you know i got outside i stretched my legs it was great (laughs) you're like yeah i get outside i find out where the killer of the black dahlia lived you know la stuff la stuff just just la things uh yeah so getting outside uh having treats in moderation um and then i just bought this glam glow uh mud mask which i love 
uh, and it feels amazing. It looks like a hate crime because it is a solid black mask <laughs> with activated I've, charcoal. I've, I've used that glam glow mask. Just don't put it on Instagram. Yeah, um, it feels amazing. Uh, so yeah, so like little things like that. Yeah. I have one that I love from Glam Glow that's like a foaming mask. So it's like a sheet mask and you put yes. it on and as soon as it gets on your face, like when the air hits it, it foams. And I find that to be really fun. Yes. I make sure to have one in my cosmetic case at all times because that's the best after a long day of travel. <laughs> travel. Remember? Uh, <laughs> remember that? Yeah. No? Okay. Moving on. <laughs> yeah. So those are my self-care things. Fabulous. Yeah. Cool. Right. I think it's about time to wrap up. We went about yeah. twice as long as we meant to. So you're welcome, everybody. They'll love it. I knew it. Like, I knew when we said we were going to aim for 30 minutes, I was like, it's not going to happen. I knew that, too. That was a lie we told each other. But you know what? I think it was, you know, it's like when you tell your friend who's always late to show up 45 minutes early and then they get there like an hour after you told them to and you're like, okay, great. You're on time. <laughs> sure. But for ourselves. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, okay, so again, the caveat is uh, we might make another one of these. We're very likely not going to cover the next season of The Handmaid's yeah. Sale, so don't bug us. Any Anything could happen, I guess. Yeah. I mean, look, I was not expecting us to be where we are right now. No, so who knows, but likely not. But if you are missing us, you can watch Kelly Anakin's Lack of Variety Hour on August 29th. Um, or... I have a podcast coming out called The Hold Up at the end of August or early September. And I'm also on a podcast called Comics Book Club. So you can find me either of those places. Thank you for plugging them because I was like, I don't know that I remember the names of them. That's okay. Um, I didn't want to. I like, know, but this is a, this is this is all new information to me. Yeah. I'm a good improviser either. I wouldn't just throw that. <laughs> That's new true. That's true. Yeah. Also, watch Molly's TikTok where she's the astronaut's wife if you want to see how great she is. <laughs> I don't know if that was scripted or improvised, but that thing about the raccoons they slayed me. Thank you. Slayed yeah, I'm on, me. I'm weirdly on TikTok at Molly Dash Sanchez. Uh, I'm learning, gang. So you'd be better following me on Twitter at Serious Molly or on Instagram <laughs> at Molly Fucking Sanchez. And what are your social handles? Uh, at Kelly Anakin on everything. Nice. Okay. Well, uh, we're going to sign off the way we usually do. So uh, take care of yourself. Take care of your girlfriends. And Nolite Tebastardes Carborundorum. Da 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 da